Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, the only place to get your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You can find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like this podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. You can also hear this podcast on the radio Saturday mornings, WKWF AM 1600 AM and WKWF FM 103.3 FM. Thank you guys for tuning in today to the podcast. Big news in the wrestling world. We have a couple of second place wrestlers in the state of Florida, Shannon and Ailey Briggs, and a couple of third and fourth place. We got a lot of medalists for Key West High School. Coach Chaz Jimenez does another great job at the helm of that wrestling program, and we're going to get into that a little bit later today. Um, great week of baseball last week. Great week of lacrosse. We have track going on. There's so much going on in Monroe County right now. And let's start with last week's scores. We have Coral Shores baseball gets a win against ABF Hialeah, 16 to seven. Coral Shores boys lacrosse beats LaSalle last week, 16 to three. Key West girls lacrosse beats Coral Shores, 15 to five. Marathon softball. Gets two wins last week. One, Coral Shores, 18-16. That game was a barn burner. It was almost a 10-point run rule. Marathon had a 9-point lead, and Coral Shores was able to claw back from that and make it a great game, but uh, Marathon ends up getting the win, 18-16. Marathon softball defeats uh, Somerset South Homestead, 11-0. Coral Shores baseball beats Silver Palms, 10-8. Coral Shores Girls Lacrosse loses to Archbishop McCarthy 7-5. Coral Shores Softball loses to Carrollton 5-12. Marathon Baseball beats David Posnack in a 14-4 game. Marathon Baseball also beats Miami Country Day last week 8-0. Key West Baseball loses to West Broward 8-5. Key West Boys Lacrosse plays St. Augustine and loses 13-7. Key West Girls Lacrosse loses to American Heritage 15-6. And Key West Girls Lacrosse beats Ransom 8-6. Key West Girls Lacrosse also beats Westminster Christian 12-3. And the Boys Lacrosse from Key West uh, loses to Menendez and St. Augustine 13-10. Key West Baseball loses to West Broward 14-6. Key West Softball beats South Dade, the big 8A school, 15-0. Key West Softball also uh, wins another game against South Dade, 17-2. So that's what happened last week. So we have coming up this week, we have a lot of games going on up and down the Keys. Coral Shores Tennis is going to be in action at Pace. Marathon Softball is playing next week. They have South Homestead. Key West Boys Across is going to Cardinal Gibbons. Marathon and Key West have a track meet at Palmer, 8 a.m. That was uh, last Saturday. Key West High School softball is playing Santa Fe at 7 o'clock on March 10th. Also on March 10th, Key West Baseball is playing home against Bartow at 7.30. Marathon Baseball will be at home also on the 10th against Palmer at 7 p.m. Coral Shores Girls Lacrosse at 5 p.m. on the 10th. Also on the 10th, Coral Shores Boys Lacrosse is playing Bartow at 6 p.m. So I wonder if the Bartow baseball team is is taking the same bus as the Bartow boys lacrosse team what a great what a great thing for Bartow to get to come to the keys coral shores softball is at lords academy at 6 30 on the 10th 
on March 11th, Key West Softball is playing at home against Chaminade Madonna at 1 p.m. Key West Baseball is playing on the 11th again against Bartow at 7.30 p.m. On the 11th, Key West Girls Lacrosse is playing at home against South Fork. That time is to be announced. Key West Boys Lacrosse is playing Bartow at 6 p.m. on the 11th. Marathon Softball is at GMA at 4 p.m. Coral Shores Softball is at LaSalle at 5 p.m. Coral Shores Track is at home against Goldman at 3 p.m. Marathon Track is at Pace. Coral Shores Tennis is at St. Brendan. Key West Baseball is at Columbus. Marathon Softball is at Colonial Christian on the 14th. Also on the 14th is the baseball team is going to ransom. Key West High School Girls Lacrosse is at home against Archbishop McCarthy at 4 on the 14th. And finally, Coral Shores Boys Lacrosse at Coral Weef on the 14th at 4 p.m. So that's what's going down up and down the keys right now. Coming up next, we are going to have Coach Judd Wise. He's going to talk about what's going on at Key West High School. Thank you, guys. And welcome back. This is his first time back on the podcast since his list of the best two sport athletes that he's seen play at Key West High School. Coach Judd Wise, how you doing today, Coach? Hey, Coach, I am doing great. I mean, this weather has been beautiful and fantastic. It's like spring has been here already. And uh, you know what? I don't think we're going to have any more of these little cold fronts. So uh, as we start to get into that summertime weather, I'm going to be even happier. I agree. I go outside now, you know, I'm going to go out for a little walk and I just feel that heat is creeping back. And to be honest with you, Coach Wise, it makes me pretty happy. I just love the heat and I'm ready for the summertime. But before we get there, there's still a lot of sports going on. And you've come on today to sort of touch base with something that we talk about on the podcast a lot. It's the transition time, the end of the wintertime sports. And we could say today, Coach, for Key West High School, this is the official end of winter sports. And you guys certainly went out with a bang with the Key West High Wrestling Program. Well, you know, Coach, as, as you just said, two-thirds of the sports season are now complete. Wrestling finished up yesterday. Uh, they, you know, sent um, six kids to the state tournament. They sent three girls and three boys, and they had a really good showing. And uh, two of our girls, the, the, the Briggs sisters, Aileen and Shannon, both made it to the finals, and it was really cool. Uh, I was able to watch uh, Aileen's match on the uh, tube yesterday on streaming and uh, she lost unfortunately. And so did her sister, but they are state runner ups. And I think that's just fantastic in a program where coach just started with the girls team for the first time this year that he had three of them qualified to go to the States. And it was really cool. And, you know, to get two of those girls into the finals was absolutely fantastic. Now on the boys side, uh, we sent Abram Kinnett at 126, and unfortunately, Abram had probably one of the toughest draws uh, in that tournament at 126. He went out 2-0-2, and, oh and, and he was done. But, you know, he got a lot of experience, and he was only a sophomore. Ralph Ritchie went in at 220 um, and ended up finishing in fifth place in the state, so congratulations to Ralph Ritchie. The, uh, the one that hurt the most that we all thought was going to be Andre Otto, mm-hmm. but everybody said from what I've talked to that the championship match was that semifinal one where he lost to the kid from um, First uh, Baptist, I think, uh, who he lost to last year. one nothing, and it happened on an escape. Wow. And, you know, that's just that it had to really be painful to lose one nothing. Andre came back, though, wrestled really well yesterday. 
<coughs> excuse me, and uh, ended up in third place in the state. So, you know, you had four state placers, which is phenomenal. Coach Chazimenez does such a great job. 14 straight district championships. Every year he's gotten somebody to the state tournament, you know. So this is a program that has just been leaps and bounds, all right, as one of our top programs every, every year. And, you know, the interesting thing is there's really not a feeder program. Coach Pedro Lars starting a, a little bit of a program now at HOB, you know, which is going to benefit the Conks down the line. But, you know, for a program that doesn't have a feeder program, what Coach Chaz Jimenez has done, you know, following in the footsteps of Coach Moeller and Coach Troy Bow has been just absolutely phenomenal. And then, like, going back in history, I saw a great picture. You, I know you're going to know this name when I say it, Mark Blumenthal, Coach. Yes, sir. He, the yes, sports writer. The sports writer that worked. He worked at the. He worked at the Citizen for a couple years. Uh, I this. I'm going to say the oldest statement in the world, Coach. At the turn of the century, between 1999 <laughs> and 2000. <laughs> Right? At, the, at the turn of the century, he was working at the Citizen, but he posted a great picture of that group that went to the state championships. I think it was like 2002, and it was Cody Granger and Justin Duck and and Tony Lombardi and Coach Bow was was there. And it's just amazing when you think about that program. When you were talking about it, Coach, the word that came to my mind was prolific. They are prolific at putting out state championship level wrestlers and have been from the beginning. And it was a, a great picture of them. You know, they had a couple third places and I think Tony might have gotten second place, but it was really cool. And when you think about it, as far as that program being started at Key West High School, because wasn't it? It was because of one wrestler. Because when we talked to Chaz, he talked about that the kid from Okeechobee. You remember his name, Coach Justin Klein? Yes, and he okay. came from from Okeechobee, and he was sort of a pedigreed wrestler. And it was like, well, I guess we need a wrestling program. Is that how it worked at the time? That that's how it started. He was our only wrestler, and he actually qualified. He, I think he he wasn't a district champion. I think he was like a, a district runner-up that year, but he qualified to, to keep moving on. And uh, that's how the program just started, you know, building from there. You know, and Coach Troy Bow took it to the next level and got more and more kids involved. And, you know, and then uh, Coach moved away, and, and I was able to bring in uh, John Moeller at the time and lure him away from HOB. I said, listen, I need you to be my wrestling coach. Mm -hmm. You know, you know about wrestling and uh, come on over to QSI and start teaching. And he was able to do that. And, you know, he just ran an, a great program as well. He always had people that were going to the States, you know, and then he, he finally uh, uh, retired. And then, you know, Chaz Jimenez took the program over. And then it's just it's just great because you guys at Key West High School, you've had state champions there. You've had so many you've had people that meddled so many district championships. And just the idea that that it, the whole program, really, the genesis of it was just a, a lucky thing for Key West where where the one kid shows up and, and wants to wrestle. And it's sort of the same thing. It's crazy because in Marathon, that's how we started uh, our weightlifting program, our girls weightlifting program was started because we had a girl Rachel Torres Brown moved down to Key West and, and her father was coaching some sports and she had done it at a previous school and made the state the state championship and it was like well I guess we need to have this for her and not only did that start you know the 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 powerlifting program for girls that also opened the door for boys and then it spread to Key West High School and Coral Shores and it's just crazy how that happens sometimes isn't it 
Oh, it really is. And, and what, you know, what makes it too, I think really neat about that is basically because a, it's a girl sport and, you know, with the title nine thing, it's so much easier to add girl sports because you usually have so many uh, boy sports going on. Yeah, it really is. And it really works out well for the students of Monroe County because wrestling has been such a great sport for the students at Key West High School. And I think adding weightlifting has been a huge benefit for the county, not only for the kids, but also for the other sports, because if they get that season under their belt of lifting weights, then all of a sudden they're like, this is great. And this is something that I want to continue doing. And it's going to help all the different sports. It, it, it really does. And, you know, and it just gives a, a kid an opportunity to do something. You know, and, and it, it, like I said, wrestling is one of those sports that's not for everybody. All right. You know, because as I always say, you can survive a wrestling practice. You can survive anything, you know, but uh, it is it's just a great sport for us. And, and it's been a great sport for Coral Shores for years as well. You know, they have a dynamite program up there. And, you know, I said, it's just something that uh, coach has been able to keep going. And uh, I, I look for the future to only get better. And especially, I think he's going to get more and more girls that will come out. Well, that's an interesting thing, too. First of all, I want to touch on Coral Shores has had wrestling for a very, very long time. I could remember for a long time, Coach, they had that gentleman, Coach Andy Major, was there for a long time coaching boys wrestling at Coral Shores. You remember that guy, Coach? Pro- probably 30 years he coached there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. I remember Andy, you know, and because uh, uh, I would drive the bus for for. Troy and I would drive the bus for, you know, John as well. And even Chaz a little bit, you know, when Mr. Muller couldn't drive, but you know, yeah, Andy was there. He was, the, listen, he started that. I believe mm-hmm. he started that program at Coral Shores. He was a dynamite wrestling coach as well. He was what a great guy. And he was one of the, the PE teachers at Coral Shores and you know, the PE teachers, they always know each other. And, and he was the guy that brought wrestling there years ago. And I guess for probably almost 20, 30 years, Coral Shores was the only school to have wrestling. They still have a great wrestling program. And now Key West high school, I mean, 14 district championships in a row, unbelievable i'm sure they're gearing up but when you talk about girls wrestling um so now i would imagine as as key west high schools had that success there that that girls program is going to grow and i would would uh, would you think and i talked to coach Jimenez and he sort of agreed uh, coach Chaz, he sort of agreed with me too that that's going to become its own team like i would assume with its own coach it's its own deal you know what i mean well, I believe it is its own team. I think it's only going to grow and to become, they'll fill out a lot more girls in the classifications, you know, the weight classes. And uh, I guarantee you, they ain't going to have their own coach because Cho- Coach Jimenez is not going to give that one up. He loves <laughs> coaching those girls from talking to them. And uh, you know what? And he, he, they like working with the boys. It makes them only better, you know, and, and some of those girls are as good as the boys and, and work those boys to death as well. And definitely agree with you as far as all that is concerned. And, and we have a big, we have a lot of kids down up here that do uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And there's a lot of girls that do that too. And I'm hearing from from younger younger uh, girls and parents that are doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu. They're like, we want our daughters to do girls wrestling because that's like the next step. You, you study that Brazilian jiu-jitsu and that's, I don't know much about it, coach, but that's mostly grappling and wrestling. And that's going to feed directly into that girls wrestling high school program. And it's amazing when you think about it, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you never thought for the most part, wrestling was on the decline in the United States. But I do think with the emergence of, of UFC and the importance of judo and Brazilian jiu-jitsu that that's actually helping amateur wrestling grow. 
I, I, you know, I agree with you. And, you know, the funny thing is, you know, when you look at all the high schools and, and wrestling is, is, as you were prolific in the state of Florida, it's huge, mm-hmm. but yet none of our universities have wrestling teams. <laughs> That's what I, I find so ironic. I never thought about that, Coach. You're very right. There's so many great wrestlers in Florida, and they always have to go out of state to go to college. I know that you guys at Key West High School sent a couple wrestlers off to college, and and sadly to say, it's not in the state of Florida. Huh? Right. You know, and in fact, I don't even know if there's an SEC school other than Missouri that has wrestling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't get it. It's it's just weird how how those things sort of operate. So yep, we exactly. are we are talking about the end of so all the winter sports are over with now. What's going on at Key West High School? You have the start of spring sports. Everybody's starting to play. What's the temperature down there? What's going on? Well, you know, you get into the spring sports, and as I always say, spring sports seem to run themselves for some reason. It's always a great job. You know, Coach Dave Perkins. Uh, Entering his like 23rd year as the boys and girls track coach, uh, you know, he'll always have uh, great kids there because he always he's another one that gets, you know, one or two of them to the States every year. And uh, so they're off and running as well. All right. And and I look for some big, big names to to make that towards the end, you know, as they'll have some kind of relay team or pole vaulters he's known for and famous for to make it to the States. Um, our girls lacrosse team off to a six and one start. Great job right there. I look for big things out of them. Our boys are struggling a little bit right now, but they're young, all right? And and they right. play, you know, some really pressured teams. They they've got a real demanding schedule. But you know what? They're gonna they're gonna get it together, I believe. So, you know, it's just gonna take some time. And so I, they're, they're very very young. I did a Girl little soft, coach, yeah. coach. I'm sorry. Go I want to go back to little boys across. I did a little research on that, and I was trying to to. I was talking to a few of my people, and it seems that like one of their top players, Mac Hill, has been injured, and he has not been playing. Do you know about this injury and when he'll be coming well, back? You know, well, they had quite a few uh, injuries. That that much I do know. Mm-hmm. And it's just time. You know, I don't know what the injury was. Uh, I haven't talked to the coach. Be honest with you, coach. And uh, uh, but I know that they they've been they've had the injury bug hit them. What you know, is so uh-huh. that's you know they even had to cancel one match last week because they didn't have enough players due to injuries. So you know it is something that they'll work on. But uh, like I said, they're a young program. You know, and and they'll get they'll get even better. For a lot of you guys that don't know, Coach, I don't know if a lot of people know, you know, and we could talk about this on a, this is a whole different podcast about how you got involved in being the voice of the conks, but not only are you the voice of the conks on the radio, you do a lot of the PA stuff at all the games. Um, have you, I know lacrosse is, is a pretty new sport at Key West High School for boys and girls. Um, what is, I know you watch a lot of those games. What is your take on lacrosse? I mean, what do you think of it as a sport? You growing up in Florida, I know you grew up in, in, Palm Beach County is that or what? What county? No, did you Fort go? Lee, Lee County. Lee County. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Growing up in Lee County in the 70s, you never saw lacrosse. Your first take on it's probably at Key West High School. What's your take on lacrosse, Coach? Listen, what 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 sport lets you hit somebody with a stick? That's, <laughs> that, that was my first inclination as I'm watching. You know, and 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 it's really interesting because the girls' game is actually two minutes longer. Then the boys game because the boys play four 12 minute quarters and the girls play two 25 minute halves. Mm-hmm. All right. So I thought that was interesting, but it, it's a game. 
that is to me is it's all hand eye coordination. Oh my gosh. To watch these kids, you know, and, and, you know, we have the youth lacrosse leagues here in town, but to watch these kids and how they can stick handle and run with that bat, that stick with the little basket at the end and how they twist it and twist it to keep the ball there. And they, they make those accurate passes. And then they, you know, and, and the one I feel sorry for is the goalkeeper because other than a helmet, all right. And, and I don't know if he wears a chest protector at all. I don't know what padding he has other than that huge stick. And let me tell you, that ball is not soft. All right. And it comes at you in a heartbeat. So uh, it's an interesting game to say the least, you know, because then you watch the guys who play defense and they got a stick that seems to be like six feet long. And uh, it's just it's an interesting game to watch. I still haven't figured it out. You know, it's it's an up north sport. That's making its way big time into the state of Florida. Yeah. I mean, you know that I think I'm pretty sure when I say that that was that game came from Native Americans. It's a sport that they played those Northeast Native American tribes. And that's where the whole game came from. And that's why it's so popular up there. Remember, Jim Thorpe and and, and Jim Brown from Syracuse were probably two of the more prolific players that played that game. Well, everybody says Jim Brown is is unilaterally the greatest lacrosse player of all time i mean i I can't even imagine the great jim brown playing lacrosse what what a great sport for him but going back to track coach you know you said a couple things and do you remember and it's okay not to but do you remember when track and field started at key west high school oh way back yeah it's been it's been one of those sports from like the 50s maybe there were track teams uh back in the 50s okay all right uh, it said we had two, uh, we had Robert Harris was a state champion in 1959 and 1960, all right, in track. Uh, and then it kind of slowed down and, and it did cease for a while. And then it made its way back. And I'm going to say right around 1994, it came back. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, do you remember? Because you know what? We, we got time. And, and, and like I say, I just love these types of stories. You're at Key West High School in 94. Do you yeah. remember why it came back and, and who was behind that? Was it a kid? Or like, was it an adult? Why did it come it back? Was, it, it, it was a teacher we had, and, I, it, and his, he was a doctor. He had a doctor degree. It was Dr. G. I can't think of his name, but I remember he was the one who wanted to start track again. And he and, and Dave Perkins had just moved to town, and uh, Jay Matthew, and those guys decided to help coach with him. And uh, Dr. Hahn, I think it might have been, or Hewn, Dr. Hewn. Oh, yeah, I remember Dr. Hewn. He's the guy? Yeah, Dr. Hewn. Yes. uh, And then he, but he only stayed like a year or two years and then he got out and Dave Perkins took over. Yeah. You know, he's been there ever since. And uh, that program has just grown by leaps and bounds. You know, when it first came back, not many kids did, did much, you know, but Dave has really grown that pr- program. You know, as I said, the, the pole vault program being a huge success, you know, the, the, the shot put and the discus. And of course, you know, you always have some kids who can run in the relays and things like that as we've had some state champions there. And it's just been phenomenal to see. And, uh, you know, when you see that, uh, it's just been, it's, just been great and then the big one like dr hewn i remember that guy he left key west high school because then he worked at the district for maybe four five six seven years after that coach i remember he had he had a district job he was a great guy um but then the big question that begs that to me is with dave 
Perkins, you know, he has been that track coach for so long. He has to, I'm trying to think coach, he's got to be the long, not only the longest tenured coach currently, because he no. has definite, who, he definitely has 26 years, 27 years coaching he's in track. year 23. Of, of doing track, of being the head coach? Yeah. Yes, okay. yes. The longest, the longest tenured head coach at Key West High is Lori Bosco. That's true. She's, okay, swimming she's coach. She's been the swim coach for 26 years. Now, it, now, what my question is that I wonder sometimes, Coach, is is there any other coach in the history of Monroe County that has been tenured for more than 26? You know, I, I don't know what Marathon or Coral Shores has. I'm going to tell you um, Marathon does not have anybody that coached for 26 it, years. What I, would, what I would venture to say if you talk to Rich Russell, mm-hmm. it, it may be Rich Russell or it may be Andy Major. That's a good point. You're absolutely okay. right. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- those are the two that I can think of that had probably been maybe, you know, especially Andy Major. Yeah. I believe he started that wrestling program at Coral Shores. But uh, as far as I know, yeah, Lori Bosco is the longest tenured head coach at Key West High. And, uh, uh, you know, Perkins is right behind her as well as well and then yeah dave definitely has been doing that for a long time and doing it at a high level i mean you guys have had a number of state champions not only just in pole vault but in other events too and i think that's really including like rj anderson was nationally ranked runner i think was he a 400 guy he was a relay guy right went to baylor and then ended up in florida where he won national championship there so like legit runners coming through so you got track season going on you have lacrosse season going on everything else is rolling pretty well over there coach yeah you know and jason garcia is doing well Uh, the girls softball team swept the double header yesterday over at south dade he's got those girls back going Uh, you know they lost some big sticks uh uh from last year's team but they're off to a three and oh start and uh, they've got some legit pitching on their staff this year and you know, they're going to put it together, and I think they're going to, they're going to have a whale of a year, plus the district tournament for softballs in Key West. So this is the same real softball team coming off of last year going to the Final Four. Um, what's your prognosis on them this year? Are they going to be able to repeat that unbelievable run that they had last year? You know, I think I think they can, okay? Um, it's going to be early on. They, they've got to, you know, at this stage of the game, whether it's baseball or softball, hitting always takes uh, – uh, presidents, you know, as far as being behind the pitching at this stage, but by the time they get to the middle towards the end of the year, hitting catches up with pitching. All right. And I think if these girls start swinging the sticks, they're going to be right there again. Wow. Okay. So, so we got the end of winter sports, spring sports up and running. Um, everything's rolling great at Key West high school. Now this is what everybody's been listening for you know first of all coach i want everybody to know if you haven't heard it before you can go back to the february 2nd podcast that we had coach wise on and coach wise gave his list of the best athletes he's has he has witnessed at key west high school there is a parameter that he had where is his belief that they had to play at least two sports while at key west high school i would like the record to state that i i asked hey coach wise why don't you give me your top five or your top 10 best athletes you've seen at Key West High School. Coach Wise responded with 82 gentlemen and and 94 ladies. So we have a very comprehensive list. It was one of my favorite podcasts that came out. It's definitely one where we received the most feedback by far, but let's talk about it on your end, Coach. What, What was it like when you put that podcast out? I mean, did you get a lot of feedback yourself? 
Oh my gosh. Did I, I got feedback from my own daughter within five minutes of when she listened to it <laughs> all right, saying, you know, what about this one? What about that one? You know, and I had to explain to her some things as well as like we said, remember, it's just, it was my opinion from what I've seen. Yes. All right. And of course there were kids who I've left off that list that we're going to add today uh, that deserve to be on that list. Because like I said, you know, I, I started writing down, and of course, you know, after, after being here since 1983, you, you tend to forget some of the things that, you know, the athletes that you saw, and then all of a sudden you'll sit down and go, dang, I did forget about that one or that one or this one. And, you know, not only, you know, and it wasn't really negative feedback or calls that no. I got. It was people who were very interested and in listening to our podcast, which is a great thing, Coach. Yes. That means people are listening, all right? And it it went around like wildfire, which was really good. And I got a lot of texts and, and, and emails back from people who were on that list, and even even parents who said, thank you for putting my child on that list. So it, it was great, you know, as far as that goes. It was it was a lot of fun to do. And it was fascinating, you know, listening to someone who's been at not only Mary Immaculate, but Key West High School for so long. Like, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. Number one, the thought you put into it, you know, you really went back and you did your research and and you talked to Coach James, and and one of the things was you felt, and I thought this was really important too. When we talk about great athletes, in your opinion, and this is again, we're going to say this again. This is Coach Judd Wise's opinion. A great athlete is someone that plays multiple sports, and they had to play multiple sports to make the Coach Wise list. What's your thought process behind that? Well, because I, you know, I'm not saying there weren't great athletes that only played one sport because there were. There were absolute great athletes that only played one sport. No question about it. But, you know, I just thought, you know, when, when you asked me that question, you know, I wanted to think of kids who played multiple sports because I just think that's really important, you know, and to take nothing away from the kid who only plays one. All mm -hmm. right. You know, but I just wanted to talk about kids who were multiple sport athletes that I saw. And that was my reasoning behind it. And I really, I really like it because I was talking to to Coach Freeman about your list, and we were talking all about it. Because if if you're as a coach, as a teacher, you know, usually coach, you're at all the games. Coach Freeman's at all the games, and you see these kids grow over time. And if someone is playing is is a one sport player, you're going to say, "Wow, that person is a great football player," right? And yep. then if that's all they play, then that's what you're going to think. Now, if you're at all the games all the time and, and you have you have a guy who's playing football and then he's playing basketball and then he's playing baseball, all of a sudden your thought process is you're just not looking at him as a as a one dimensional football player. You're saying, wow, this guy can do everything. He is a great athlete. And I think that's where the list came from. So. So, Coach, um, I know that you got a lot of feedback. So if you want to take your time, you could break down any additions that you want. Yeah, you know, and when we talk about the kids that play two sports, also, Coach, we're talking about the kids not only that played two sports, but kids who started mm -hmm. both sports, right. you know, and were successful in them, you know, and then had probably had the opportunity to go to the next level. All right. So there were some kids that I, that I left off just thinking off the top of my head. And number one, uh, actually, I got two boys that I want to add. And the first one, I believe, is his name is Jose Perdoza. All okay. right. Uh, this kid is probably one of the best long distance runners we ever had in cross country and track. All right. And he's up running at the University of North Florida. Uh, he made it to the state tournaments every year. He was at Key West High School. And, uh, you know, I left him off the list and I apologize for that. And then 
I want to go to this young man who I can't believe I forgot because he, he and I were very close in school. It's crazy. And I had his name down, but I forgot to write it down. And this kid was the all-time at one point tackling leader at Key West High, right, you know, for a season. Right? And then he was a state runner-up in wrestling, and that's Justin Duck. All right. And uh, just a great, great athlete. Uh, and he had a chance to go wrestle in college and he did. Where did he go? Do you remember? Somewhere up in Iowa, I think. Really? Wow. And yep. what, a, what a great football player. He was a great linebacker for the Conks again yep. at the turn of the century and um, went on to I, I'm going to start using that all the time and then went on yep. to be one of the he was he was in that first group of guys that really made a hard run at state finishing second overall in the state. I mean, and he played football and wrestled. I mean, what a great athlete. Who else you got? Coach? Yep, he, he was. And then I've got three young ladies I want to add. All right. And and the first one is another one of these cross country uh, track long distance runners. And that's Nicole Mastin. Yes. Right? And I can't believe I completely forgot about Nicole. I see her. She comes back to see me every year. She's still up in college running, which is great up in Furman. But she's another one who made the state tournament, you know, in, in cross country or, or track each and every year. She was at Key West High. So she's one that we needed to add to the list. Uh, the next one is Hannah Finley. All right. Mm -hmm. She was a great great soccer player and tennis player all right the 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 only thing for poor hannah was she blew out her knee you know oh, okay. and we never got to see her regenerate in that tennis but uh, she was a very good two-sport athlete as well and then of course uh one of your favorites and one of my favorites all right and she's in the coast guard thank yep. god protecting us and that's Haley lombardi mm -hmm. uh one of coach paul's probably better uh goalkeepers a girl that played with no fear she could have wrestled there's no ifs, ands, oh, or buts. Yes. She used to wrestle with her brother, Tony, all right? And I think manhandle him, all right? But she was also a great pole vaulter as well. One of the long lines of pole vaulters to dominate uh, at Key West High School. I mean, she was somebody, she had, did she win the state or run her up? Do you remember? I think she, she didn't win the state, but I know she, she, she was a state qualifier. And she was a state qualifier for years. What a great, I and mean, that's a girl that definitely could play any sport that she set her mind to. So, so the list now, so you're telling me coach now your list with these additions is now perfect. Yeah, well, I don't know if it'll ever be perfect, Coach, but uh, it's been added to. Let me put it to you that way. <laughs> no, no time soon. But when you know we're talking about this list, I think another fascinating thing maybe to for you to think about for the future, you know, maybe maybe a year from now, would be uh, the list of the greatest athletes you've seen not at Key West High School, but opponents. I can't imagine. I mean, you sent me that picture of of uh, James Howard doing a jump ball with Michael Irving. So what other players can you think about? Do you remember coming into Key West or you traveling to go see? I mean, that, that's got to be a who's who of a lot of different things, Coach. Uh, yeah, and the latest, I'll tell you, would have been uh, Trey Turner from Park Vista. Yeah. Okay, when we went up to play Park Vista mm -hmm. in baseball. And, uh, you know, so you got to look at that. And I said, yeah, that picture of James Howard jumping ball against Michael Irvin is just mm. phenomenal. Unbelievable. You know? Unbelievable. And Michael Irvin playing at St. Thomas, he's not able to play. You know, it, back then, you could go back in time, you know, uh, Michael Irvin transferred to St. Thomas and he had to sit out his whole junior year because of the transfer rules then. I mean, my, yeah. oh my, how do things change real quickly? 
Right. <laughs> exactly. Because now you just go, you jump ship and go from school to school. I mean, almost, <laughs> almost during the season. So that's the list. That's what's going on. The end, the end of winter sports, the beginning of spring sports. Coach, why don't you, why don't you give yourself a little shout out today and tell everybody where they could hear you at on the radio? Well, you know, they can catch us on the wave WAVK. 97.7 FM, Conktown Live, uh, Monday through Friday at 5 o'clock. Uh, you can catch the Zone Fishing Show, which I do on Tuesday nights at 6 o'clock. You know, and then, of course, uh, Conk Baseball and Conk Football, Rick Lopez and I. Uh, and, and, Sean, to be honest with you, Todd, Todd Swafford is the, the true voice of the Conks. Uh, Rick Lopez is the next true voice of the Conks, and I'm just a color conk conk okay (laughs) uh, it's something i enjoy doing and and you know when you you were able to do it with tiny up in marathon you know you guys do such a great job he and tiny and steve miller you know we need to get you back on the air because you're a wealth of knowledge as well when it comes to doing sports and uh it's something you got to think about in the long run because you've got the voice and you got the brain power and everything to go with it to be a great sports announcer well i'm we're gonna end it all right there thanks so much for coming on today coach wise key west high school enjoy it everybody well when we talk about the keys weekly sports wrap i feel like today's podcast you guys have got all that you got to wrap up about what's going on what happened in the past what happened today coach judd wise did not disappoint he did a great job coming on today i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast and i hope everybody has a great week and remember guys when you find this podcast if you like it send it to somebody have a great day